direct from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw, you would even say it glowed. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They'd never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw, you would even say it glowed. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They'd never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer Shout it out with glee. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Well, welcome to the Campfire Cafe from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. We have a, a a rainy a rainy day here in Albuquerque, off and on. What have you got in Nashville? Well, today we have sunshine and about fifty six degrees right now, but we're just recovering, as you're probably aware, uh, mm-hmm. from horrible tornadoes that came through uh, the Nashville and Middle Tennessee area last Saturday. So, we want to keep all of those folks that are. Uh, have suffered such loss right here at the Christmas season. Uh, A lot of toys that have been gathered to give out to underprivileged children were lost and destroyed. Homes were destroyed. Some of our guests that have been on the show have lost their property or had it damaged. And, of course, we had loss of life. We had six that were killed, and two of those, Bobby, were children. One was 10 and one was two. So we're going to keep those folks in in our prayers and um, uh, see what we can do to kind of help people recover as we go forward into this Christmas season. But it is a beautiful day. We are 10 days away from Christmas Eve. Are you getting excited? (laughs) Um, 
Well, here at uh, Silver Bell Ranch, the uh, the jingle bells are working sort of around the clock trying to make those deadlines of things in the mail and, you know, things wrapped and all, and all of that. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to uh, the, uh, the train ride, the 24-hour train ride, uh, having everything pretty much done and, um, and suitcases packed on December 23rd. And as we as we uh, take the train and head for Illinois, so so it's pretty intense around here right now. <laughs> well, I bet it is. I bet it is. So so first of all, let me ask if you have your leg lamp out. And on the oh plate. yes, well it's out year round. Oh yes, that's a fabulous oh, okay. lamp. It gives it gives great light, and it sits in a window. We do have <laughs> shutters on that window, so um, but during the holiday season, those sh- that shutter is open, and you can clearly see the leg lamp. But that's a great lamp. <laughs> oh gosh, so I got to watch that movie this this year. I have to watch that movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah. and and then you're heading you're heading uh, home. For your mother's we 100th are, birthday, 100 years We old. are. We're, we're heading to where my mom lives and where my sister and her husband, Tom, Wendy and Tom, live fairly close by. And we have some cousins about an hour away. And, yes, my mom turns 100 on December 27th, and um, we arrive Christmas Eve afternoon. And we oh, will wow. be with her through, um, Christmas, through New Year's. We leave New Year's. We leave on the thirtieth, so we're we're with her a nice a nice long week, yeah. Oh, great! That would be great. Well, happy birthday to your mama, and uh, what Thank a you. great way to spend the Christmas holidays. That is so cool. But we have such a great guest joining us today. It's been a little while since he's been with us. It has. We're going to be sharing some of his Christmas music from his album "Song for Winter Ride." But who is that special guest? Well, this is a gentleman near and dear to my heart. We have Bren Hill on the line waiting to join us, and I'm always excited when we get to spend a little time with Bren. Well, we're going to have a great time visiting with Mr. Bren Hill, and right now we're going to listen to a song from the Christmas album. It's called Cowgirl for Christmas. We'll be right back on the Campfire Cafe. I want a cowgirl for Christmas in skin tight jeans, a brand new truck and trailer and some Capra chicks. But if I can only have one thing on my wish list, then won't you bring me a cowgirl for Christmas? I'm so doggone lonely out here punching cows. I used to love to sing a lot, but I need some loving now.
here I need a cowgirl Christmas skin tight jeans Brand new truck and trader and some cap Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Cowgirl for Christmas performed by today's featured guest, Bren Hill. And and for a moment, I was trying to imagine that cowgirl with Santa on the sleigh, you know? (laughs) With a career spanning 15 recordings of mostly self-penned music and more than two decades performing on the road, Bren Hill's use of lyrical language peels back the layers of life to reveal a deeper, more meaningful understanding of our world. As a singer-songwriter, he reveals the heart of the West to anyone who takes the time to listen. As we continue to celebrate the music of the season, today we're featuring Bren Hill's music project, Songs for a Winter's Ride. This collection of holiday favorites intermingled with some originals carries its listeners through the Christmas season, New Year's, and even beyond. Benny Romero, founder of Range Magazine, has this to say, Bren Hill captures the love of family, the love of country, the love of horses, and the love of the West in songs that embody the spirit of the cowboy. Please welcome the Campfire Cafe, a man who wears many hats, husband, dad, performer, songwriter, producer, and cowboy, Bren Hill. Welcome, Bren. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Honored to uh, be on the show. You know that uh, song, Cowgirl for Christmas? I wrote that song for Gary, and, <laughs> and he got one. <laughs> I got one. I was thinking that very yeah. thing as I was listening to that. I was thinking yeah. that very thing. Yeah. 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 I'm, and I'm happy. I'm so happy every day with my cowgirl. You know, I, I tell Mary Kay every day before I get up out of bed, that I love her. Uh, and if she beats me up, she comes and tells me the same thing. So, anyway, pretty special. Pretty <laughs> well, you got, but I love that you got a good one. Merry thank Christmas. You. Thank, thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you exactly. and Selena. Yeah, thank you and your family. Anyway, so what's been, I, uh, what's been going on with you? We haven't had you on. I got to looking, and it's been a couple of yeah. years. I don't know what the heck 20, I was thinking of. 20, 2020, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, time flies. We get we get so busy, and uh, I, I, you know, it's always kind of, you know, exciting. But it's always it's always the same too. You know, we just roll down the road and try to make new friends and make music and see our old ones and and uh, you know get everybody charged up as we can about uh, keeping the West alive and making more records. You know, and um, songs for Winter's Ride. I appreciate the the focus on that because it's probably still this day probably one of the funnest records I ever made. I had my friends Ryan Tilby, Ryan Shoop. I had Melanie Shore in there playing piano. Uh just Art Olson played I just had this great like all star band and we just went in the studio and had a blast making making a record and I worked hard on the tunes, you know, and um so yeah, I appreciate the focus on that. It's bringing back some really, really great memories and uh we always uh, try to get uh, try to get folks charged up about uh, Christmas. There are songs on that record uh, 
about the reason for the season, which for for us, you know, is is uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, right. I think you know the old, the older I get, the more I appreciate the focus on on Him and the real reason behind the season. Well, I think as we get older, we do focus more on on Him and our faith and uh, and Him coming and being born in that major. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to share this with you. We we had a guest on the other day, and we did uh, some some uh, Christmas songs. And this one was about Joseph. And you know, we don't talk enough about Joseph and mm-hmm. and uh, and his part in all of that. I mean, he took a young lady that was pregnant and took her in, and and it was his wife. And then he took a child, and I think the song it wasn't my child. Mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. yeah yes. and yeah. Uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so if you, you think about that that's uh that's really something and uh it should bring us closer to one another during this christmas season really, really yeah you know i focus on i try to focus on gratitude and and i think you know i'm 47 now i've been i've been at this a while i i don't have as many years on me as some, but I sure got a lot of miles and and a lot of experiences <laughs> to draw from at this point. And I just, I get more and more grateful for my friends and my family yeah. and just the people that have stuck by me for, uh, you know, for, for now decades in, in doing what I, you know, set out to do. And um, I do feel this kind of humble, honored obligation to the people that I try to represent with my music who are still in agriculture, still the ones who put food on our table. Um, sometimes this time of year is particularly difficult. Uh, you know, we always think about the holidays, you know, festive times, time to reflect. Uh, you know, we get together, we have a good time. Sometimes the, this time of year, the holidays can be really, really tough on our folks in agriculture. And, uh, you know, I think about, uh, the struggle that, you know, the added struggle with winter and just, you know, you know people uh, moving snow just to get to their critters, you know, to feed them and everything. Right. I'm, I'm right. here in Wyoming, Wyoming today. I'm looking at snow banks, you know, and then you bring up, you know, folks who've had, uh, who've had some serious loss in their lives here recently. And so, you know, the other half of what I think about this time of year is, can I do to help somebody out to make their season a little brighter, a little easier and, and, uh, you know, we, we try to do a little bit of that. I know next week we're going to do a, a fundraiser for a gal from South Summit, uh, Utah, from up by uh, Francis, Utah. She's got uh, brain cancer, and she's a uh, junior high resource officer and and uh, always looking to try to do a little bit more this time of year to, to give back because I've had so much done for me and my family. Amen. And uh, Amen. just, yeah, have so much to be grateful for. Yeah, amen. Well, you know, we were talking uh, just a minute ago about the, the number of people that lost their homes, lost their lives, lost all of their possessions just a few miles from me, from me here in uh, uh, Nashville, Middle Tennessee. And when you look at the people that are giving back and the people that have come out and, and they're help, they've been helping clear debris, they've been bringing food, they've been bringing water, uh, they've been opening their homes to people, we have one of the performers, Bobby, that's been on the show before, uh, Quinn Kennedy. Quinn mm-hmm. Kennedy, 
And uh, yes. Julie, Julie Kennedy has been going through chemotherapy and getting ready to start her mm-hmm. second round, but she lost part of her home. Oh, but she God. still opened her door for people to come in. So she's brought, brought in another family to come that lost all of their home. And, mm. and, uh, yeah. So, you know, even going through the things that she's going through and suffering loss herself, people are still very kind and very giving. Which, Bryn Hill, brings me to this next song. And it is... And this is so appropriate. If we make it through December, I don't know that if he was talking mm-hmm. about all of this, but uh, it's a great song. Tell us what Merle Haggard meant to you as a performer. Uh, you know, Merle Haggard to me is is the figurehead of the singer-songwriter genre. You know, I, I really think of, of Merle as the, the quintessential, uh, you know, storyteller who who sort of paved the road for for so many, obviously he drew so heavily upon his own experience. And, uh, you know, as a, as a young songwriter, I watched an interview with Billy Joel one time and he said the best songs come from life. And I, you know, I was a Merle Haggard fan growing up and, and, uh, you know, listen to singer songs, Gordon Lightfoot, obviously Ian Tyson being such a, a, you know, mentor and a champion for me and an influence on me. But I realized that, that these great songwriters, you know, and storytellers drew upon their own life experience. And uh, I know, you know, on that particular song, if we make it through December, I was really nervous to record that. Uh, I I feel, <clears throat> you know, an, an obligation to bring something new to a song, but also in a way that inspires, you know, one of the greatest legends of all, all time, you know, and as far as music is concerned and, and any genre of music, in my opinion. And so I wanted to kind of delicately and, and do it right, do it in a way that honors uh, Merle Haggard, but also kind of makes the song, you know, fresh and contemporary. And because I think it's still relevant, you know, people still struggle. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Well, you did a great job with this. We're going to share this with our worldwide audience right now. It's Bren Hill. If we make it through December, we'll be right back. Happy time of year. 
to another piece of ground my my dad and my uncle had up there. We went in to get this uh, this old tractor. We could move more snow, and uh, there was a fellow up there that had uh, 25 or so uh, Mustangs that he adopted. And he was leasing that pasture from uh, from my dad and my uncle, and I remember seeing this this hor- these horses all bunched up, kind of on the corner of the piece of ground there. And you know, I didn't I didn't really think of it until we got in there. We're loading the tractor on the trailer, and I look at my brother. I said, "Did you close the gate?" And both of us looked at the gate, looked back over our shoulder. We we see the last one of these horses, you know, these Mustangs, turn the corner and go running down the highway. And this is this is Christmas Day because it had snowed, I think, all day Christmas Eve, all night. And you know, we're halfway through Christmas Day. Everything was kind of disrupted because of because of the snow. And I mean, we got to get this tractor. We got to get out of there. And I see these critters. So I dump the trailer off, you know, unhook, go peeling down the highway, and uh, there's a guy coming up the, uh, thankfully, you know, a uh, guy coming up the road with an old Ford truck and a snowplow on the front. He kind of starts corralling horses, you know, like, like Johnny on the spot. I get out, uh, you know, running through snow up to my waist in somebody's oh, front yard there. To, yeah, <laughs> we had horses all over finally got him in took us it didn't take us nearly as long as it should have i don't know how we got so lucky but here here we are driving back i'm just praying just praying my uncle doesn't find out what happened you know and somebody <laughs> called him somebody called him and and we we got there and we're unloading and he he walks up and he says i heard you had a little trouble and man heart just saying you know, but, but looking Looking back now, it was just a good time, you know, and and a good memory. And um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of special memories. My mother, you know, making those those special, and 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 you know, like that time stands out as something that could have gone way worse than it did for sure. Oh uh, gosh, well it's it is very it's great at this time of the year to, to just take the time and go back and remember uh, Christmas's past, and and yeah. remember people that are no longer with us and the good times that we had. My dad's been gone for 25 years. He died with cancer. My son, 24 years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. I just posted a picture today of Zach with his very first saddle at Christmas. And, uh, you know, it brings a tear when you look at those things, but they're also great memories to look back at. So Christmas, special time of year. Very special time of year. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to another song, and this is Song for Winter's Night. Tell us about this one, Brian. Yeah, you know, uh, my mom was a Lightfoot fan. Um, you know, he just passed away. I still I, I still think about uh, some of our figureheads, you know, Don Edwards and Ian Tyson and Baxter mm-hmm. Black and, you know, uh, way recently my – one of my mentors and champions, uh, Bruce Ennis, who was, you know, such a great songwriter, mm-hmm. led the band, the original cast, all the way through the 60s and 70s, uh, passed away this year. And and I don't know, I just feel so fortunate to have have known some of these uh, some of these guys, these giants, and, and been able to kind of study under them. But I remember, you know, I never met Gordon Lightfoot, but uh, my mother had all of his records. We listened to it on uh, vinyl. You know, so that big warm 
fat vinyl sound, you know, over and over again. And yeah, and and this one was always one that kind of kind of just uh, stood out. It's 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 a Christmas song. It's a melancholy Christmas song, kind of like we make it through December. But uh, yeah, God bless the memory of uh, Gordon Lightfoot. What a another heavyweight. I I felt the same way, you know, going to record this. I've got to bring something to this, you know, to to uh, to make it, uh, you know, refresh it and uh, make it contemporary. But I also have to do it in such a way that that honors the legend. Well, you did. This is a song for Winter's Night. This is Brent Hill. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe, heard around the world on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and most other streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. my tabletop Snow is softly falling Air is still in the silence of my room Hear your voice softly calling If I could only have you near Read a sigh or two Would be happy Hold the hand I love on this winter night with Smoke is rising in the shadows overhead The glass is almost empty Read again between the lines upon the page Yeah. 
for a winter's night from his album songs for a winter's ride and everyone should have this in their holiday music collection some of this music is is definitely uh year-roundable play um bren you uh you've got some kids you're a you're a, a husband and a dad and do you have uh any christmas memories with your kids you know like uh like gary was just sharing about his son's getting his first saddle anything Anything stand out that you recall from their childhood? Uh, well, I just uh, looked up that picture of uh, of Gary's son <laughs> on his first saddle, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, my my uh, middle son Briggs is a cancer survivor, and uh, the the uh, fall and winter of two thousand eight to December of two thousand eight was kind of an uncertain time for us. We uh, were there at Primary Children's Hospital in Salt Lake. And uh, we uh, went in, you know, like the 11th of November, I think he was diagnosed. And for the most part, we were there uh, until Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, he he had obviously surgery, resective brain tumor, and uh, first, you know, round of chemo, he had this horrible uh, stand in between a recovery from that surgery that was just really brutal and, um, you know, wondered a number of times if, if he was going to make it. We had folks from, from all over the country, uh, you know, praying for him and sending us well wishes. And, you know, we felt support like we could, we never imagined, you know, it just, it was such a, a learning experience, you know, for us as a family, I think for me personally to, to feel that love and support uh, from so many, but uh, yeah, it was the the uh, the morning of Christmas Eve. Our favorite nurse came in. He said, "You guys are are going home." We were scared to death. Uh, Briggs was on a lot of IV medications. My wife was going to learn here in two hours how to administer mm. meds, you know, through an <laughs> through an IV pump. Mm. Oh, wow. And mm. Uh, mm. yeah, and, and he just had a round of chemo. He still wasn't. You know, he came out of surgery with hemiparesis, uh, lost his right side. He still wasn't quite uh, moving yet. He'd made kind of a miraculous recovery in a short period of time to be able to take that chemotherapy, which we believe, uh, you know, was was only because of divine intervention and the power of prayers that uh, uh, helped us through that period. But, uh, but that was a humble Christmas. You know, we were not able, because his... Uh, immunity was so wiped out and and uh, he was immunocompromised we couldn't have we couldn't have friends and family over um we hadn't done any christmas shopping i think uh, uh my sister-in-law came and and put up a tree and i think you know the the fire department there in roy utah had had done a little collecting for us so we we had a you know we had this very humble christmas and uh i'd always thought of myself as the guy that helped other people all of a sudden, here I was, you know, uh, just just hand to mouth, you know, just hoping to make it through. And really, you know, as I've told people, uh, experience like that, you don't really care what happens with your house or your cars or or your horses or whatever. Whatever, 
you just want to leave the hospital with your family intact, and, yeah, and uh, yeah. you, you'll do about any do about anything, and you you kind of realize what matters. You know, stuff is stuff, but relationships and people and family are are uh, irreplaceable. And so, yeah, that night we uh, we sat around the tree. We have a tradition of sitting around the tree and and uh, reading verses from the Bible uh, of the uh, original Christmas story, and and uh, it was. Uh, it was a very uh, humble but very spiritual Christmas. Um, we, I think, we all experienced uh, among us. My my daughter was, my wife was five months pregnant, so my my daughter was still baking in the oven there. And my oh, wow. and my older son, <laughs> yeah, my older son, and you know he'd been kind of farmed out to grandparents, and and then Briggs, you know, sitting there kind of on my lap around around the tree. Uh, we we got it at least. At least for me personally, I got it. You know, I I figured yeah. out what, what Christmas was. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, still still to this day. I think that's my, you know, that's my favorite my favorite Christmas. Even though it was such a difficult and trying time. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that 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 is an image that you just planted in my mind. Of, uh, you know, uh, in many times, yeah. In your times of need, um, you know, and I know, I know we've got probably folks that are listening that are feeling a little down and out because of, you know, uh, the tragedies that have been experienced there and and other parts of the world. But uh, it's amazing, you know, if you if you just kind of stop and look around at at uh, you know the angels among us. In your time of need, God will send you angels who will who will administer Amen. to you and help you through those times and. and uh, so he, he certainly did for us, and, and it's a, you know, makes you forever for the rest of your life want to pay forward, pay back. Yeah. You know, Amen. help people around you who are who are in challenging circumstances. Amen. Amen. Well, let's uh, let's get to some more music. That's a that's a story that I will remember, and an image that will stay planted in my brain, of uh, you holding Briggs and Selena five months pregnant gathered around the Christmas tree that will, that will last. This is one called Learn to Love the Cold. We're going to be back in just a moment to talk more with Brent Hill today on the Campfire Camp. <laughs> Love the thirst and love the hunger 
that I love Without love forever Her love was not enough We had to make a living The cold Wyoming wind Tried to start a family The cold wind blew again He was just a fall What I'm trying to figure out right now is if I've got one. Uh, yeah, I've got that one, but tell. I can repeat here. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, 2002. I uh, I had I was very fortunate to have a kind of stalwart old school music biz manager for eight years, and and um, R W and I both kind of benefited from the efforts of this guy. He, you know, he uh, he was tough. But he understood the music biz and and kind of where it had been. He kind of taught me, and uh, 
I had met him in 2002 through Paul Mascioli, who was uh, Ian Tyson's agent for many, many years. Tyson referred to him as Old Slick. And <laughs> Paul, Mascioli, Paul Mascioli and Brian Ferriman were uh, partners, business partners in a record label and, and friends for a long time. So uh, anyway, I, I just sort of met Brian, uh, made a fan and champion of him, and we got you know, ironed out the details of an agreement, you know, and and this was the first sort of road trip that he's going to come on. So he flies out from Nashville. He's originally from London, Ontario, uh, so he's a he's a Canuck, you know, but uh, I pick him up at the Salt Lake Airport. He stays at my place. We load up, load up the van, load up the trailer, and I take, you know, a carload of musicians. At the time, it was a multi-instrumentalist by the name of Mike Iverson, a bass player named Jan Erickson, and a fiddle player named uh, Rob Ricks. All those guys, just great, great guys. Anyway, I go over Soldier Summit, and uh, I get to the top to to refill. There's a gas station up there, and I realize that I'm just hemorrhaging uh, transmission fluid. Oh, and, no. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, and, and and Mike kind of looks up at me. He's, you know, he'd been on the road for a long time at that point. He looks up at me and he kind of has this look on his face, like, you know, <laughs> what's what's your move here? And uh, I said, <laughs> we're going to load up. We're going to get as far as we can go. We had to play in Moab, and uh, in fact, we had to just get about uh, five miles north of Moab, Utah, and then we we're going to finish the gig, get in the van, drive through the night to uh, Westfest over in Colorado Springs. And oh my God! had put this. Yeah, he put this thing together where he wanted everybody who's playing at Westfest to be on television that morning, at like eight in the morning or something at the local news station. And you know, I think R.W. is there. I think I remember uh, the Gillette brothers being there, and and Murph, and I think Joni Harms. And so, anyway, I've got to get. I got to be on the road. The van gets <laughs> out at. About 300 yards before the venue there in Moab, and, you know what are you going to do? Yeah, the the radio station promoter, who's a buddy, Destin Rogers, he lives over by Bishop, California now, but he comes out of uh, he was a KCYN in, in Moab. He comes out of Moab, picks me up, drives me down. I walk into the Ford dealership because the Chevy dealership had closed, and I said, I need something that will uh, haul. Uh, five guys and a bunch of gear to uh, Colorado Springs, you know, and I prefer to rent it, but if I got to, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it, you know? <laughs> and uh, this is why I tell, I tell young people, keep your credit in line because you never know where you're going to need it, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, so I buy, fortunately there's a, a Ford Explorer with three rows of seats. It'll haul a trailer. We get through the trip, go to, go to, uh, West Fest over in Colorado Springs, make it on time, drive back through uh, southern Colorado. We played a big concert for the firefighters down there that were fighting the fires that were going on like crazy in, in southern Colorado, northern New Mexico in that time, and drive back. Never forget driving back up through Moab and seeing my van in the parking lot at the, you know, at the station there. They were working on it, and... Uh, just thinking, man, I don't think I'm gonna make a profit off of this off of this trip. <laughs> but, but the thing is, here's what I didn't I didn't want my then new manager 
and not know that I would do anything I had to do to get to the gig on time. You know, if right. I if right. I tell people if I tell people I'm coming there, there's only two ways that I'm not going to be there, and that's if I'm on the side of the road dead, or I or they close the highways, which that has happened also. But for the most part, oh, I'm going to do everything that I can possibly do to get to the gig. But that was uh, that was a bit of a uh, a rough. Wow. Trip. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. Well, and uh, and and I'm pretty sure Murph was pretty insistent about everybody being there for that television thing too. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, he 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 was. I didn't tell him the story till years later, and he got a chuckle out of it. But you know, being Murph, (laughs) Murph is the road. I mean, he's the road warrior of our genre, and he said, Mm. "Friend, be glad it wasn't be glad it wasn't a tour bus transmission." (laughs) <laughs> They're a little more expensive than forty Connell lines, right? Oh gosh, that is funny. Yeah. That is funny. Well, we're going to get to a couple more songs here. We're we're starting to get close on time, but um, uh, I want to get to Christmas in the Bunkhouse. Can you tell us about Christmas in the Bunkhouse? I did the uh, Christmas party a couple of years for the fellows over at the Wine Cup Gamble Ranch, and uh, they got a big, beautiful place to meet in. But uh, you know, it it was it was a blast, and some you know real characters of Steel Cowboy out there in the Great Basin. A, a few months later, Andy and I, Andy Nelson, my compadre, and I are doing a show out in uh, oh gosh, what is that town out there, just west of Prime, west of the old uh, MC Ranch. There, we stayed in the MC Ranch bunkhouse, the original bunkhouse. Oh, oh wow! And which is yeah, <laughs> big old cinder block building. So here I put, you know, the memory of playing for the Wine Cup boys out there, you know, at MC, and and that's kind of how this this came about. I just imagine what it must have been like at the old MC bunkhouse, you know, on Christmas Eve. Well, this is Christmas in the Bunkhouse. Bren Hill is our special guest. We'll be back in just a moment. Elroy's on his mouth harp. Dark gizzards on bottled rye and sage grass We're playing cards and shooting pool It's Christmas in the bunkhouse There's a line of holy stockings hanging on the heart We've even perched a pinion tree and dressed it with our scarves The old north winds are blowing No one's headed for the outhouse So fill your cup and roll the dice It's Christmas in the bunkhouse Like he might cry Shifty shuffling cards again With mischief in his eye Trading spurs and wild rags And stories from the fun house And everybody's welcome here It's Christmas in the bunkhouse There's a line of holy stockings Hanging on the hearth And popcorn on a pinion tree With paisley scars Tomorrow's Christmas morning We'll all be out feeding cows Tonight we're all celebrating Christmas in the bunkhouse. 
at midnight on Cookie Rings' bell. Tells us all to listen to a story he will tell about the baby Jesus and the night that he was born and the bunkhouse it falls quiet at the stroke of Christmas morn. And we all wander to our sacks and say a Christmas prayer. Thank the Lord for all we got and letting us live out here. And pretty soon nothing's moving but a hungry field mouse. Merry Christmas one and all and good night from the bunkhouse. Merry Christmas one and all and good night from the bunkhouse. Bren Hill, Christmas in the Bunkhouse, again from Songs for a Winter's Ride. So, Bren, uh, we talked a little bit about Christmas traditions. What do you all do on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? Do you ha- do anything special? So many times I have a gig, you know. It's funny <laughs> you should ask that because I'm here in Kemmer, Wyoming, and for about two or three years I used to play their little party right, right up here, and, man, those were cold. I think I walked out of that building one night at, 12:30 and it was like 20 below and uh, oh. I'm just sitting here remembering that. But uh, you know, if I if I don't have a gig, I usually take it take it pretty easy. We have some you know some friends come over and I don't even know at this point if I'm making it to midnight. You know, I, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm kind of a, a wimp anymore. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, you know the uh, the New Year's is uh, is a uh, time to just kind of you know, think about what's coming at you, and I think be grateful for what you've uh, what you've had. And in the in music world, you know, it's always you always have to kind of figure out what am I going to do this year to kind of reinvent myself, but also to uh, you know uh, reconnect with uh, with maybe some old friends and stay relevant and all that kind of stuff. Those are the kind of thoughts you're having, you know, if you're a, a singer songwriter and what you can do. Uh, artistically and what new songs you've got or what new songs you new ideas you might have you know to that you want to focus on I kind of think about that kind of stuff as well and and then just you know as a father you know what are we going to try to do this year as a family to make sure another year doesn't get by us in a blink of an eye without Mm -hmm. feeling like we didn't do enough you know together but yeah uh, but yeah those are my those are my uh, traditions might might we expect to hear some new music in 2024 I've got I've got a record that's just about to release here. It's called Winter's ah. War, and I've I've had two singles uh, off of that uh, Neighborhood Colt Breaker and Already a Legend are the two singles that are out. I think we're staging one up uh, here uh, right now, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a great project. I actually started that last year about about this time. I was writing songs. You know, I had in the pandemic, I had two. Mm-hmm. Two options I could do my honey get my honeydew list you know which has been building up for, <laughs> for 20 years since I've been traveling around playing or I could write songs so easy yeah. call right I wrote I wrote a lot of songs a lot of them ended up in the garbage but I did end up with kind of a backlog of songs that I actually liked and so I think I'm you know I think I've got them all you know that sort of came out of that time period and uh, and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to getting getting this record out there I think some of what's on this record are, are the best songs that, that I've written, you know, or at least maybe the most gratifying to me as an artist. And uh, and beyond that, you know, I think I have uh, some other projects that uh, I might work on with some 
some other artists. One of the records that I, I feel very honored to be a part of is uh, the Roll On Cowboys record uh, yeah. that Andy Hedges put out last year, yeah. which is, yeah. it's to me, I think I think it's a Grammy-worthy record. You know, he had Ramblin' Jack, uh, Tom Russell, Waddy. Uh, he had uh, Bridget and Johnny Reedy. And, I mean, just this, this incredible list of, of artists. I don't, he must have been out of options and when he called me, you know, but... Uh, it was uh, it was such an I don't think such so. an honor to be a honor to be a part of that, and I know he's got uh, some plans to present that that record, and I I wish I could say more about that, but it's there's going to be more attention brought to that, and and I think that's a great shot in the arm for our genre, mm-hmm. you know, to have that kind of recognition and just a collaborative you know project like that. Um, God bless Andy Hedges and all he's doing to to keep the West alive and and keep our Western heritage and culture going. I don't know anybody, honestly, who's doing more at this point. Um, So I I know there's some other things collaboratively that I have coming at me that I'm really, really looking forward to and honored to be a part of. And and I've got a bunch of songs that I want to write, but uh, we better take it one step at a time. I think if Selena was here on the call, she'd uh, put her hand on my shoulder right now and just say, you know, (laughs) We'll pull the reins in a little bit. Say, "Hey, we'll partner. Let's uh, let's just take her one step at a time here, because uh, oh, I can uh, get a little lofty in my aspirations sometimes." Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I want to mention real quickly. I I do believe that Roll On Cowboy uh, probably will get another Wrangler. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty positive that's going to happen. I expect it to get another I, Wrangler. I, I sure think it it just it really deserves it, you know, and and I like to say Andy Hedges for having that vision, you know, to bring bring that group together and and just, you know, being uh kind of riding herd on all all of those guys and getting them all together. I I told Andy when he I said, I don't know if this is going to happen, but if anybody can do it, you can, you know, and and it was just amazing that he did one for the record, but also for that release last April down in Lubbock, which I know, uh, you know, at, at some point I think people are going to have access to see that uh, on video. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great, great project, very worthy of uh, any uh, recognition that it will receive and, and all that it doesn't, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, if uh, Taylor Swift and Beyonce can put out their concert, you know, on in the movies, then I think that one certainly could get recognition as well. If, I can see right. Yeah. <laughs> right I, think, I think if only Yeah, if only uh you know, if only Andy Hedges and Brent Hill could could look that that shiny on stage, <laughs> I think we might be I think we might have a more attention on it. But that's not uh, gonna happen, you know? No, <laughs> and and your outfits your outfits just don't kinda match up with theirs either, so I would say that right Yeah. Hey, yeah this, well we go, this is... go for full coverage. There you go. Got <laughs> my long oh, guns on. Yeah. There you go. Well, listen, this has been so, so much fun having you back with us. We'll have to do this again sooner rather than later. But for the folks that are listening around the world out there, yeah, for the folks out there around the world, tell them where they can get your music and how they can follow you on your tour schedule. Because I know you've still got a busy December ahead of you. 
Yeah, we've got some dates ahead of us. Brennhill.com, B-R-E-N-N, Hill.com, and, and we keep the music there and the and the uh, schedule there. We've got some merch there. we got T-shirts and hats and sweatshirts now, and uh, those make good Christmas gifts. Uh, obviously, the music's streaming all the time. It's your favorite streaming service. I like CDs, personally, you know, yeah. and uh, still like physical product, but uh, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, uh, however you like to... Uh, however you like to take it, we're out there and doing our, everything we can do to stay visible and, and, you know, get new music and keep it coming. And, and uh, it's a, an endeavor and takes everything we got, but uh, grateful to do it. You know, the, the payout for artists uh, nowadays is, uh, is not so much uh, monetarily. We're able to kind of eke out a living out here doing this, but uh, really uh, just so blessed to have the friends that I've made throughout my life and, and the people in my life that I wouldn't have met any other way other than, you know, being an artist and performing and writing and collaborating. And, and I just, I really truly feel like probably one of the most blessed people that I've, that I've ever known. And, uh, I sure appreciate you two very much. Uh, we've got some, some years of friendship behind us and, uh, you guys are always, in my heart and in my mind and, and uh, wish you guys the very best for the season and, and God bless and Merry Christmas and uh, out of sight is never out of mind. That's for sure. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas to you and Selena and the kids and have a, have a great holiday and a great new year. 2024 is going to be fantastic, but uh, Amen. we're going to close this segment with uh, uh, another Christmas song. This is, I think appropriate. Have yourself a Merry little Christmas. We have been talking with Bryn Hill today on the Campfire Cafe. Bryn, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me.
celebrating the season. Our very special guest joining us will be Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister. So stick around. We'll be right back after this from Michael Martin Murphy. On a winter night, a full moonlight, two horses and an open sleigh. We'll take a ride, a cowboy and his bride, and stop for friends along the way. The time is here, we've waited all year, and holiday excitement fills the air. We'll make the hillsides ring, with the songs we'll sing, go gliding through the old town square. It's the cowboy way of celebrating Christmas. For a while, could there ever be a time as fine as this is? Christmas cowboy style, yodeling in the snow, a yodeling ho ho ho. Christmas cowboy style. So on we go through the falling snow to warm ourselves. Grandpa's fire, a family gathered round the tree, all singers in a country choir. There'll be gifts handmade, reins of rawhide braid, a saddle blanket woven red and white. It's working gear we'll use all year and remember Christmas night. Cowboy way of celebrating Christmas Come and ride along beside us for a while Could there ever be a time as fine as this is Christmas cowboy style Yodeling in the snow Yodeling ho, ho, ho Christmas cowboy style
Michael Martin Murphy, Christmas Cowboy style. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining us is a very good friend, Mr. Robert, the Trailmeister Eversole. Hey, Robert. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas to you. And Yeah. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think I saw something about you being out snow skiing or cross-country skiing. What was that you were doing? Well, it's 27 degrees, I think it's a little cold for water skiing. So, well, I guess it is water skiing in just a a different form, the solid form. In a different form, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I needed to get out of the house yesterday and uh, convinced my much better half that uh, we should take... We should take the, the dog and hit the trails that we normally take the ponies out on. We needed some exercise. Wow. So, so, so yeah, I did a little cross-country skiing yesterday. Yeah, obviously you have snow. It looks like yes. Christmas. It looks it like Christmas. It does look like Christmas. It feels like Christmas when I'm in front of the stove and I've got a good fire going. <laughs> <laughs> well, our first guest, uh, Brad Hill, was out in Wyoming today. And uh, uh, actually, he was sitting in his car in front of a park calling in, and the temperature was 17. So what are, what are you looking at out there? I've got 27 here, so 10 degrees okay. warmer. And it ought to right. – yeah, I would imagine we would, we would break, uh, break the freezing point uh, by this afternoon, I would think, I would hope. Um, so I can't complain too much about the weather. You know, it's, you know, here in Spokane, we, we, we get snow and we get cold, and it hasn't been that bad for either of them so far. We've just had two good, good snows. Uh, wow. We've got probably six inches on the ground now. Uh, wow. Now, now, what is it where you're at? 60 and sunny? We are, are 59 degrees and sunny. Oh, 59. Today. <laughs> yeah. 59, not quite 60, 59 degrees, but that's a little bit warmer than normal for us. But now listen, uh, you know that we had tornadoes all through Middle Tennessee and, and here in Nashville. So I heard. Day. I'm so glad that you guys are all right. Uh, from what I gather, they yeah. went just north of you, and there are some fatalities, just, which is terrible. Just Yeah, just north of us, and uh, some of our guests uh, had their homes damaged pretty much by the tornadoes and uh oh my yeah and a loss of life and uh and so our prayers go out for those folks and we're going to see what we can do to try to raise a little money to help uh some of those people out there so that's that's Mm -hmm. what you do at this time of year is to try to give back just a little bit Um, exactly um yeah but you know this is the christmas season and and the sad thing the sad thing about those tornadoes the other day is that a lot of toys had been gathered for children that were needy and needed those toys. And so mm-hmm. a lot of those toys were destroyed. And, oh, my. Uh, yeah. So we were talking a little bit earlier about Christmas memories and uh, uh, Christmas events. Tell us a little bit about what Robert Eversole's favorite Christmas memory is from growing up. Oh, heavens. Heavens. That was Any a long special time ago, toy? Gary. 
I know, I know it was. Not as long for you as for me, but any special oh. toys or or memories um, that you have? None that I can think of, which is kind of sad. Did you get uh, any toys? Did Santa bring you toys? No. Usually it was a lump of coal. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. no um, yeah, I mean, they were all quite pleasant. You know, our, our big thing was always Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, the whole family got together and, um, you know, always had the big meal and, you know, midnight mass kind of deal. Um, that was always the best time for me because you got to see all the, you know, all the extended family members. Um, yeah. You know, and that was always a, the, the the big thing for me was seeing all the folks that I hadn't seen in ages. Uh, and then, then you know, uh, Christmas morning the next the next day that was just a more or less a, a, a lower key affair. So uh-huh. yeah, it was always Christmas Eve was was our our big thing. So Christmas Eve, when I was growing up, Robert. My my dad had five and ten cent stores. You remember old dime stores? Yeah. And, stores? and so we always uh, worked for daddy okay. when we were growing up, and uh, and so we had layaways. That that oh. was a very popular thing back at the time. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of come back a little bit now, but uh, so people would put things away for Christmas. And then they would wait until Christmas Eve to pick them up. And so we always Christmas had Christmas Eve, Eve, oh, my. Yeah, we were there until 10 o'clock at night, even. People would come <laughs> and pick up their items so that they could take them home and put them under the tree for their kids to find. So for right. us, it was Christmas It was Christmas morning. That gotcha. was the big thing. We, we never had a Christmas Eve except at the store, you know, helping us. That was a working Christmas, Christmas Eve. That's right. That is right. Oh, my. And, uh, so what do you have planned yeah. for Christmas this year? Uh, my mom is in uh, an assisted living facility today, and uh, okay. she is 95, 95 years old. So I think we probably will just be doing something with her. And, well, that would be very uh, maybe, nice. Maybe with one of my brothers and, and his wife. Uh, one of my other brothers uh, will be going, I think, either to Texas to visit one of his children or Florida to visit one of his children. You know, when these kids grow up, they can be, you know, they they move out and they're out of town in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, I think that's what we'll do. And uh, uh, I always like to get something special for my wife. And so I have kind of been thinking about that. So I have an idea of something that I'm going to get her that will be kind of special. But I can't talk about it on the air because she might listen. I was going to say, I mean, you bring it up and, and you tease it, but you yeah. can't say anything because she's listening. I can I can tease it, but I can't say what it is. So, <laughs> have you done your shopping for Celeste yet? Uh, mostly, mostly in the shop. I, I, I've done the making. Okay. For 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 Celeste, so working, you know, getting getting all of that together. It's it's been a, a shop kind of fall and, and year, I guess. So fair bit of fair bit of sawdust. Like yourself, I can't really go into details just yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's listening live, or she'll listen to the replay later. So anyway, exactly. So. Yeah. So yeah, so uh 
you know, we're just going to have, we did all of our big traveling um, over through November uh, and over the Thanksgiving holidays. Yeah. So we'll have a nice quiet Thanksgiving here, uh, or Thanksgiving Christmas, Christmas here. Yeah, and I think uh, Christmas Eve, I think we're going to do the the seven seven fishes stew thing. It's always been been a big Christmas kind of thing, you know. Get seven seven different types of fish. I think it's a, a Eastern European Catholic kind of tradition. Really, so, I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, so break out the the great big steamer pot and 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 have some seafood. So and is that bread. you that does the cooking, or does Celeste do the cooking, or do you both do it? Uh, pretty much both. When it comes to soups okay. and stews, Celeste is the pro. You know, I'm, okay. I'm pretty good with cakes and cookies. You know, breads, but uh, right. Celeste is the is the soup the soup master. Well, well, well. Yeah, well, I'm so. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna listen to a song by my wife, Mary Kay Holt. Oh, fine. Now you've got me called, hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about food myself. Uh, but I'm going to listen to this song called Saddle Up Your Pinto. It's from her uh, Cowboy Christmas album. And we'll be right back to talk more with Robert right. Evansoul today on Saddle Up Your Throw on your old socks and your favorite flannel shirt. It's Christmas Day, baby, and we'd all have to work. Santa's helper has had her day, and now I just want to go and play. You settle up your pinto, and I'll settle up my bay. Leave the wrapping paper all over the floor. There's a winter wonderland out that door The sun is high and sparkling on the snow Let's get out of here and go see the show This is the best kind of weather For the swing of Maine and the smell of leather You saddle up your pinto and I'll saddle up my bay I honey hear the thud of hoops Christmas Day never sounded so good You settle up your pinto and I'll settle up my bay Leave the wrapping paper all over the floor Cause there's a winter wonderland out that door The sun is high and sparkling on the snow Let's get out of here and go see the show Saddle up my bed 
And so yesterday we went to Mount Spokane and took off on some of the the multi-use trails. During the summer, they're they're hiking and horse trails. During the winter, they're they're cross-country ski trails. Wow! And it was wow. it was very good. I think I got more of a workout uh, from the skiing than I do the horse riding on them. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. I would think so. I, I've never tried cross-country skiing, but I expect it's it's a pretty good aerobic workout. It it is. Um, you know, so it was it was quite good, and uh, you know, it makes me appreciate the ponies even more for what they're doing during the summer months for me. So, <laughs> Amen, Amen, <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's interesting when I talk to people that love to hike. Uh, I, I love to trail ride because it's easier right. with four legs than two to get yep. out there and do that. Yeah, exactly. That that's why I. You know, when when we pack in in the summer months, that's why we've we've got the girls to carry camp and food, and by golly, we're going to live well. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you know that, that back here when we have 60-degree weather like today or 59-degree weather like today, this is the perfect time for people to be out and trail ride. And, it uh, is. It yeah. is. And, so, and, and I've got to admit that this time of the year, South sounds really good. And actually, Celeste and I were, were we were looking at the Zillow the other day for areas in your neck of the woods. All right. All right. Yes, we were All looking right. in Jamestown, some places in North and South Carolina, um, and thinking about, as much as I hate Come to on. say it, thinking about moving, moving east and south. You know, I don't know if what I'm, how I'll do with the humidity, but these winters are getting rough. You, you get used to the humidity, let me tell you, so you really don't pay much attention to that. But, you know, Robert, for somebody that loves to get out and trail ride, uh, you've got four seasons to trail ride in here. It's, I it's know. And nice, you know. Yeah, very, that's very kind of nice. what we were thinking, you know, and and closer yeah. to family as well. You know, of course, that was one of right. the, the things, you know, being a little bit closer to family, uh, you know, being being an East Coaster, you know, by by birth and raising. Uh, right. But we're actually thinking about coming back. Have to see how it goes, um, you know. And what I've decided over the past, I don't know, few weeks of, of discussing it was the worst thing about moving is the putting your place up for sale and all the stuff you got to do to put it up for sale. <laughs> to you get know, ready really to put it up for sale. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, yeah. and it's not your house when it's for sale. You know, it's the realtor's house because you got to, <laughs> you actually got to be clean and pick up after yourself, you know, <laughs> and, Hey, you know, get rid of all your stuff, put it in storage, so it looks like you have more room than you actually do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's why people put off moving, because I know I'm not ready for that. Well, I've, I've told people this before. I sold everything that I had back here in the, uh, east of Nashville when I married Mary Kay three years ago. And moved to? So I moved to Utah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then seven months later, we decided that we were going to come back to Nashville so that the daughter could go to school at Nashville School of the Arts. 
And mm-hmm. so instead of moving anything, we just had a sale and we sold everything. 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 So, and then came on back. And, yeah, and uh, and put up the house for sale and uh, actually did an open house and in one day had two offers above asking price. And that is a beautiful thing. And that was a beautiful thing. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and then we bought Sight Unseen back here in Nashville so that we'd be fairly close to uh, school. But for mm-hmm. us, after she graduates, now she'll graduate in May, and so we are looking at moving further east and uh, getting further back on east. The property. Yeah, back on oh, the property. Oh, okay. Further east from Nashville. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Carolina. You're not talking about the coast. No, no, no. no. Okay. Tennessee's a pretty good so, state. You know, I'm I'm seven generations Tennessean. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. I did not. You're yeah. you're a plank holder in the state. I'm telling you what, my family was yeah. here back in the in the early 1700s. So, oh my. Uh, yeah. 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 Kind of an interesting thing. But, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know if I don't know exactly. You know, can't see in the future, but you know, maybe we'll be neighbors. We could be. And uh, Jamestown is a pretty cool place and a great place for people to ride. And there's some great uh, equestrian facilities up there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw that when I was doing those clinics this this uh, past fall. And I uh, really like the area a lot, although I will say this, Gary. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm the safety guy, the preparedness guy, right? That, that's my whole right, right. horsey trail riding, horse camping shtick. I'm the safety guy. Right. So what do I do when I'm looking for places? I pull after I heard about the tornado, you know, yeah. near you. I pulled yeah. up the National Tornado Map, and they have one for they yeah. plot out all the tornadoes. And here in Spokane and Washington, there's like six spots, six tornadoes across the whole state. You know, you see, just see these little green dots on the map. Tennessee, you couldn't see the map for all the green dots for the tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Well, man, what's worse? Wildfires or tornadoes? Uh, Which would we rather deal with? Well, <laughs> so. tornado, tornadoes are fast. You know, wildfires <laughs> take a little longer. Tornadoes are pretty quick. <laughs> They're gone. So, I, I don't care where you are. There, there's some things there's that you have be to something. deal with. Yeah, floods, yep. fires, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, whatever. But uh, Yep. Yeah, so, anyway, it's, it's a pretty good place. Pretty good place to be. Pretty good place to be. Yep, it seemed well, like a great uh, place. And that. What about uh, what what about uh, some of your horse expos that are getting lined up? Is there any place that we can come see you in the near future? Oh heavens, yes. Uh, the first uh, expo proper will be uh, Kansas, I believe. Um, and then after that is. Uh, Midwest Horse Fair, the largest in the nation. We got invited back to that. Very excited about that. And actually, so yeah, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, um, they asked me to do a cinch-making clinic during the expo. You're kidding. 
Wow. No, I thought that was kind of nifty. It's not like I make well, art or anything. I just teach people how to make seatbelt for a yeah. horse. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, they asked me if if I would be willing to do a cinch making clinic during the expo, and so going to do that's it. That's Going to do it. That's wow. And people Looking can sign close. up. Yeah, yeah. People can sign up through the uh, Midwest Horse Fair website. Uh, you know, to be one of the one of the lucky sixteen, I think I may make some some extra pretty looms or something. You know, something that says Midwest Horse Fair 2024. Um, so so there's that. Uh, I believe I'll be no no 2025. I'll be in California for theirs. Um, You're kidding! You're already booking 2025. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I try to get done with clinics by June. You know, that way I can be out on the trail once the snow clears. Because you know, the you know summer really doesn't start in the high country until until July. I like to yeah. try to get the critters legged up a little bit. So I, I try to get all the clinic and and and, and expo stuff knocked out. Uh, you know, by June. And yeah, it's getting pretty full. Uh, I've been talking to some people lately about um, uh, clinics, uh, cinch clinics in uh, North Carolina. Um, so a bunch of people around the Charlotte area and then Raleigh want to do some cinch clinics. So I'm trying cool. to figure out, you know, I, I'm i not real good with the calendar. I have a bad habit of overbooking myself. So, <laughs> so I have my paper calendar and I have my, my, my online calendar and trying to get them all lined up. So, uh, but yeah, clinics start uh, February 3rd, and how do you like this name? Rancho Cucamonga, California, just... Uh, I like just, that. Yeah, uh, just north of uh, Norco, Horse City, USA. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so we'll be there for a cinch clinic, and then I think I'm heading uh, north uh, to San Jose for cinch clinic immediately after that. So the cinch making stuff. Wow. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and for me, the, the nifty thing is seeing what people are able to make after the clinics, um, and, and seeing what they go on to do. Uh, and Gary, you know me and everybody that's listening knows me. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a function. Function over feature kind of guy, you know. As long as it works, I don't care. Uh, right. As long as it works, we don't put white, white, white spots or sores on our critters. I'm happy. And about the only decoration goes on on my cinches is, you know, the color code. You know, Ruger gets green, Ellie gets blue, uh, <laughs> and so on. But to see on the social media some of the uh, the things that people are making, I mean, they're becoming you know, very artistic, aren't they? They are. I mean, it's art. I would almost feel yeah. bad about getting it, you know, muddy and sweaty, almost. Um, <laughs> but they, some of the things these these people are, are making is just just phenomenal, and and it's it, it's really, you know, it, it's it's a nifty thing to be a, a small part of these people's journey. You know, help get them started on that. So I, I've, yeah, it has been a, a wild, crazy year. Um, but you know, that has been one, one real nifty bright spot in it, you know, to, to help these people, um, make some really, 
really pretty, pretty things. Wow. Well, that's absolutely fantastic, Robert. And uh, you're to be congratulated on for doing that. And, and it'll be fun to see what, what comes of all of this. So yeah. for the folks that are listening out there, let's tell them uh, just real quickly what they can find on your website, the greatest course website <laughs> in the world. Now that is, is that what you paid me yeah. to say? I think you said you paid me to say that. Yeah, yeah, I took you to lunch. Yeah. I'll take you again. All right, you did. <laughs> yeah, trailmeister dot com. It's the world's largest. I believe it's the most accurate guide to horse trails and horse camps across the U.S. and Canada. We've got uh, thousands upon thousands of different areas listed, um, and they have everything from free printable trail maps to to the weather to satellite imagery of, of the parking area, so you know if you're going to be able to get your rig in and out, uh, which is right. why I started the website. Heaven's going on, what, 15, 20? No. It's been a while. Almost. It's been a hot minute. It's going on 20 years. Uh, it's been a now while, I feel yeah. Old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what they'll find on the website, as well as reprints of my magazine columns from forever. Um, and my thoughts and, uh, and, and what have you on trail riding and camping. Um, so yeah, all, all of that good kind of stuff is what they'll find on the website as well as the shop where they can find, uh, a humble packers art as well as register to learn how to make their own tack. Some of it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, it has, it's been, you know, this is the last show for the year. And it has been great. Hasn't the year just gone so quick? Amazing. It has been absolutely amazing. I just had said earlier that um, my my folks always told me the older you got, the quicker time goes. But and it they were really right. does. They were yes, right. It does. They were right. It goes so quickly. But I want to wish you and Celeste a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, we look forward to our relationship continuing on into 2024 so robert thank you so much much for being part of our family thank you thank you so much you guys take care have a wonderful christmas and new year's yourself and new year's is going to be here before we know it and we'll be chatting soon then all right thanks robert we appreciate you thank you take care now bye-bye all right bye-bye And we're going to listen to Christmas in the Country for Miss Joni Harms. We'll be right back on Saddle Up America. Out here in the country when December rolls around, we plan a big old get-together inviting folks from all around. It's a time for sharing time to spread the joy it's a birthday celebration for that precious baby boy it's christmas in the country and i guess that you could say we keep things pretty simple but we like them just that way giving gifts we've made with love to those that we hold Christmas in the country is the best time of the year.
life Cause it's kinda just a feeling You get down deep inside When we sing those Christmas carols By the tree that's all aglow And then mama reads the story That we still all love so It's Christmas in the country And I guess that you could say country. Well, it has been a fun, fun show today with the Campfire Cafe, our special guest, Mr. Bryn Hill, and then uh, Saddle Up America with Robert the Trailmeister Eversoul. We want to remind you, you can join us on Saturdays for Live from Nashville with my co-host, Mary Kay, and uh, we'll be enjoying some more great music this Saturday as we continue to experience the great sounds of the season on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. But Live from Nashville begins starting at noon on Saturday, and, of course, the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America every Thursday at noon. But you can hear all the shows anytime on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio and you can always find us at our website, equestrianlegacy.net. Well, we look forward to having you join us again uh, next week for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And uh, right now we're going to close the show out today with another great song for Christmas. With Mr. R.W. Hampton. This one is called Long Canyon Christmas. Thanks for listening. It's cold and windy up on the flats. Branson's got a foot of new snow. With the 12 that we got, the first of last week, there's nowhere and no way to go. But you can't hardly snow in a cowboy. So I saddle all easy and right And down by the cross hill Across the dry Cimarron There's a big dance in full sun tonight It's another Long Canyon Christmas I'm lonesome but I'm doing fine no, it's not the cold wind I'm thinking about a baby boy At a long, long ago Christmas night Say what you look at That big shining star 
Hanging high in the east on the rise And I'm wishing that I could just follow that star Like the three men the book said was wise Oh, little cow town No, you're not Bethlehem But you're mighty inviting tonight And before I ride down Gonna stay here a while Cause everything feels so right It's another long canyon Christmas I'm lonesome but I'm doing fine No, it's not the cold wind Thinking about a baby boy At a long, long ago Christmas night No, it's not the cold wind I'm a-thinking about a baby boy At a long, long ago Christmas night Please. 